welcome to episode 313 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. This show was engineered on Thursday, 17th of November, 2022. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by Turn Bicycles. The good people at Turn are committed to building bikes that are useful enough to ride every day and dependable enough to carry the people you love. In other words, they make the kind of bikes that they want to ride. Turn has e-bikes for every type of rider, whether you're commuting, taking your kids to school, or even carrying another adult. Visit www.turnbicycles.com, that's T-E-R-N, bicycles.com, to learn more. The vlog isn't about you know, hero worshipping, it's about really good people just getting to know other really good people and having a really good time. That's it. It's that simple. That's LeBlanc co-founder Justin Clark introducing himself to guests at the company's upscale bike break on the party island of Ibiza. LeBlanc marketing materials describe the experience as joyriding. And, dear listener, I bravely volunteered to discover the accuracy of that pitch. I'm Carlton Reed, and I could have kicked back and relaxed on this warm weather winter cycling trip, but no, I packed my recording equipment so you could hear what it's like to ride with legends. Legends like Lion of Flanders Johan Museo and world champions Mark Cavendish and Oscar Ferreira. I interviewed Johan and Cav while we were riding along. Well, let's, go, let's go left here. Okay. So, uh, you've enjoyed it here? Yeah, it's been nice. Also, riding with us on this short break was a Ibiza legend, Pete Tong, whose nightclub session on the final night was the highlight of the weekend for Sigma Sports co-owner Ian Whittingham. I recorded audio with Ian and other company principals, including Rob Jutellis of Focus Bicycles, who flew from Taiwan to be on the trip. Swedish concrete magnate Matthias Björk told me what it is about LeBlanc that hooked him. And you'll also hear why former pro Monica Dew is so stoked to be a LeBlanc guide. Yeah, loving it. You'll also hear more from Justin Clark, and I also talked with Jamie Criddle, manager of Chevin Cycles Branch in Harrogate, who explained why he helps out on these joy rides. And as we were riding along behind Adam Blythe, ultra runner Sophie Power explained it was the inclusivity and no drop protocols of LeBlanc that saw her back on another trip. And this was a recurring theme. Many of the riders I spoke to were on their second, third and fourth LeBlanc trips. Yes, they're expensive. But considering you're riding and eating with genuine legends of the sport, LeBlanc could easily charge three times as much for their joyrides and see no drop-off in custom. Before we set off in our curated for speed groups, I hooked up a mic on event director sportif Sean Yates, who can be heard here discussing logistics with Justin and one of the guides. Changes and yes. operations and everything else, so I think I'm on it. Cav's going the last, last group. Yes. Johan's yeah. going the, the, the green group. This one. Yeah, that's it. Um, Where's David Heskey? Just there. 
Okay. With uh, yeah. Yeah. David. Yes. So you're you're following the green group, following yeah. Johan. That's right. Yep. Um, you can get a radio, which means you'll be in contact with the green group. Yeah. yeah. So you want the 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Green. Which is channel five, and it's all lined up without without headphones. Before we set off for the first ride from Hotel Riamar, we had to pick up our bikes from the empty hotel opposite, where there were mechanics on hand, including Jamie Criddle. We've got the size in. So, Jamie, we've, the, the bikes that we've got here. Yes, yes. Uh, there's a whole bunch of bikes, different bikes here. So, what we got? We've got like customer bikes, we've got. People exactly. who've shipped them out. Yeah, exactly that. We've got a real a real mix. We've got some higher bikes that have come from Yorker, some higher bikes that have come from just down there, uh, just down the road, a, a shop five minutes away. We've got some bikes that we brought out in our vans that belong to customers. And then the, the rest are bikes that people have brought with themselves, however they've arrived. Are there any electric road bikes here? So we've got some electric e-bikes and we've got some electric mountain bikes even that are going to be coming out on the on the rides with us. But not road bikes? But not road bikes, no, not at the moment. And where are you from, Jamie? I'm from, I'm from Harrogate. In moment. Yorkshire? In Yorkshire. God's yes. own country? God's own country, yes. Um, yeah, so we, we helped at the, uh, at the Grantley Hall event just outside Harrogate. Um, and now we're here in Ibiza enjoying the. Enjoying and so you're the saying you're saying we there. So yeah, how so do we, you what we, do you what do you do in Harrogate? We, well, I, I work in uh, in a bike store, Chevin Cycles. Run the store, look after some bike fitting. And are you seeing more electric bikes being sold? Absolutely. We we've kind of very much. Uh, we're probably not a million miles off of a 50-50 split now, but that split is interesting. That it's mostly mountain bike, mostly. Uh, hybrid and, and cargo bike. And cargo bikes, what you got? So we turn is it is key brand for it for us. They uh are GSD, the that GSD kind of thing. GSD is the one that I personally own. See the uh car killer the family. yeah the family uh love it the kids love it the the kids refuse to go in the car now um but not in the rain in the rain in the in rain the, even in the rain Martha, family as in this is little kids yeah Martha, Martha's nine, Ned's ten, uh, seven. They want to be on the bike all the time. Literally tell us that they feel sick whenever they get in our car. They're all right in other people's cars, but they feel sick in our car. So want to go on the e-bike everywhere. So this is genuinely has been a car killer then? Yep. So for we, you. we got our, our bike in 2019 in the, in the September. And when Mel, my wife, came to getting uh, our car in February, the battery was dead. And she genuinely didn't feel she would use the bike that much and was totally taken with it. It's a big bike, it's a big turn GSD, so we've got both kids on the back. Heavy bike, as all e-bikes are, but it doesn't matter because it's got the, got the motor to overcome that. And she felt she wouldn't be able to manoeuvre and be comfortable with it, but she literally uses it every day. Takes the kids to school, goes to work, does the shopping. Right, that's a heavy bike, that's an electric bike, yep. even though you've got the power, but these bikes here, and I can actually see my name on the back yes. there. So uh, yes. Carlton is, is on the little plaque on the back there. Yep. 
So what have we got here? What, what kind of bike is this Specialized that I'm going to put my water bottle into? Yes, special and probably double the weight. Specialised air doors. <laughs> double uh, the weight by putting the water in, yeah. okay. Uh, generally, you know, sub seven kilo bike, built to be as light as possible, should feel like you're gliding up the hills, even when the legs don't want to. Um, Transforce E-Top group sets, a nice, simple, straightforward shift in. Yeah, should help you uh, enjoy. But you're coming out as well, Jamie. You're I'm coming out as well. I'm, I'm uh, leading one of the one of the groups. But you're not in your lycra, so I'm presuming you've got to rush away. I've got to rush away. Take my uh, uh, take my shorts and shirt off and put my uh, jersey on, and we'll uh, see you on the road. Wearing the the white and the turquoise, their ride leaders. There are LeBlanc ride leaders that ride with us all over the world. They've done multiple events. They know the drill. They are part of our core team. They have radios, they know how to connect with the rest of the riders in the group, etc. Very experienced. So just keep it nice and steady, just ride together, find that tempo, and keep it safe. I just want to say welcome, Sean Yates. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Justin. So as Justin said, we're here to obviously enjoy ourselves and stay safe. On the flat sections, try and keep it real tight. Roll along tight so you're quite compact. There will be a falling car behind. On the climbs, if you feel a bit frisky, then obviously you can push it a little bit, you know? But don't exaggerate. Today is fairly simple and straightforward and the idea is to just roll along, okay? Tomorrow is another kettle of fish. We've got 2,000 meters of climbing. On the downhills, do not at any point overtake the lead lead wider it's for the safety of everyone so that's that's about it really just go out there be sensible have fun look after each other before my group went off for that first ride i chatted to rob jutellis of factor bikes so rob we're we are outside the w hotel uh where we're all picking up the the, the bikes a lot of people are getting specialized bikes uh from from the organization, but you haven't got a specialized bike. Now, why wouldn't you ride a specialized bike, Rob? I have good taste. <laughs> and I'm the owner of Factor. Exactly. <laughs> so it's cool that you're coming out here on a, on a, on a trip. You've come out here especially for this? Or are you doing a, like a round Europe trip? Um, I've kind of connected some things together so that I could, you know, charge this to the company. But this is really more about pleasure to, you know, come in here for this event. So Factor's doing okay at the moment with uh, some proteins and... Yeah, it's, um, you know, we grow quite a bit every year. We have a number of ladies professional teams, men's professional teams. But coming out here, I really get to meet who is our customer. This is, uh, you know, I can speak to Chris Frum all day, but he's not our customer. Because the last time I talked about Chris Fruman and his Israeli team, the last time I talked to you in the flesh was, was actually at the Giro d'Italia in Jerusalem. Yeah. So you've come on for a, a, a fair bit since then. Yeah, you know, back when we met in Jerusalem, we were sponsoring AG Desert, a uh, French team. And, you know, that was very, uh, very good start for Factor, but we needed a more international team. So after taking one year out of the world tour, we came back in with Israel Premier Tech, which features Chris Frome and, you know, Giacomo Nazzolo and some other very fine bike racers. And... The bike that you're riding there now, what, what exactly is that? This is a Factor Austro. It's pretty much the flagship bike of Factor at the moment, and it's the one used by most of our professional teams. 
So just describe what you got here, because it, it looks pretty trick. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much like the ultimate poser bike. Uh, it has a black ink five-spoke wheels, a new Shimano Durace 12-speed group set, black ink handlebars, and then a few uh, kind of like special details on it that uh, based on my own personality and ability to do something. Because it looks as though it would fit me there, Rob. So if you don't want to take it back, you know, I could just, I could, I could help you out there. Yeah, sure. So how much is that? How much is that at retail? Uh, this bike would be about 15000 U.S. dollars. Yeah, Euro U.S. That's, yeah. that's kind of okay. It's not ridiculous, yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, some of these specialized here is definitely more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you're not the only person from Taiwan here. I'm not. These two lovely ladies are. So you've come all the way from Taiwan as well. You were on, was the same flight from where was the flight from? Same from, flight, but we didn't actually we know each other. No, no. But where's the flight from? From Taipei to Paris. So Taipei. Yes. And you got here, and then you've come on this trip. So again, you, you've come all the way from Taiwan just to be on this trip. So how did you find out about? First of all, let's let's get your names. What were you? Margaret. You're Margaret. I'm Joyce. Hi, Joyce. I'm Margaret. So, so how did you find out about this? Oh, this we got trip? it through um, Rafa Cycling Club. There was a introduction there, uh, so we thought it'd be fun. And and, and yeah, and we saw the picture at Ibiza, and then there's Mark. So it yes. was a, So Mark Cavendish is a draw. Yes, it's a oh, draw, definitely. A, a big draw for you. Yes, yes definitely. So, so it's the rider. So the, what the, is the food? It's the place or the rider? What that's the sounds though. It's the rider it's is. It's a combination, right? Yeah. yeah. But well, I I would say Mark was a big draw. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the also fact the, it's in Ibiza. It's yeah. very exotic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so how much riding do you do in Taiwan? Because it's a beautiful island. Formosa, the old name, means beautiful. Yes. It's, a, it's a wonderful place to ride a bike. Yeah, so... 150 to 200. I do 250 a week. Yeah. Okay. Whereabouts? From... The mountains. Yeah. Because uh, it's a mountainous island. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Taiwan has very steep mountains, so we are generally better climbers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not kidding. really. <laughs> but you didn't bring your own bikes. No, you don't like Rob. No, because we, we don't own a we, bike We didn't company. know Rob earlier. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have brought it, his bike. <laughs> so what do you ride when you're in at home? Then? Um, I have a Penarello. Nice. F12. Yeah. Yeah. And I ride Kenyan. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so coming onto these bikes, it's been because you went out for the ride yesterday. Right. Okay. It's it's giant, it's yeah, giant. Yeah, giant's really good. Uh, good Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my first bike was giant, so yeah. it's okay. That's kind of the ubiquitous bike on the island, really. We've got King yeah. Lou, who rides, yeah, yeah, yeah. rides everywhere on yeah, everything he did. And... Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, enjoy your ride today. Thank you so much. I'm Matthias Björk from Sweden, and it's been a beautiful couple of days cycling here in Ibiza. And because this is not your first trip, you were in Champagne as well, weren't you? Yeah, we were in Champagne last year. It was supposed to be earlier, it was postponed due to COVID. So. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a bigger trip than that. So it's more intimate, the last one. But this kind of uh, su suggests it's a good one for having a, a, a bigger trip because you had the Pitong last night. You had all these things, which yeah, are a small group, it yeah. would look a bit weird. <laughs> I don't know. Might be fun as well. Uh, but I think if you want to have the likes of Cavendish, you need to have more people. It's uh, very 120 guests. 
and he's been cycling in six different groups during the weekend. So we all get to meet him. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And Johan and Oscar and everybody else. As well. So what's the, what's the draw? Is it everything? Is that a daft question, or is it no the riders? That that that's what sets this apart. The fact that you can ride with real genuine I think stars. The, the biggest draw is, of course, the uh, the rider. But knowing that the hotel is good, the food is good, the wine is good, and the champagne is good, I think that the uh, the combination is quite unique. I don't know if any other type of events that's similar. And I'm mostly a runner, but I can't see doing an event like this for runners. It doesn't really work out. But for cyclists, you can split up in different groups, you can have nice dinners, and it works out. You can even be hungover and go cycling. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't do that running, maybe. Okay. And, and you were telling me before yeah. that you have, uh, or you, so you sit on the board of two businesses and you have, you have a concrete business in, yeah. in Stockholm. Yeah, around Sweden, in many different places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do, you travel a lot with that job? No, honestly, I don't actually. I travel maybe to the board meetings, but otherwise I don't. The business managers do, mm-hmm. but I don't. Okay. Which is nice. But this, this is, a, is this a typical holiday for you, or is this yeah. unusual? No, no, I'd say it's typical. Every time we go traveling, it's always uh, a question about finding good training. You go on swim camps, you go on cycling camps, you go on running camps. We did one in Mallorca, a trail running camp earlier this year, which was also great, but not on a level like this. This is so much higher level of quality of and also the camaraderie of having 120 people. It's quite nice. And are you looking, is this, is this the kind of thing that you're going to think, right, I'm going to be doing this twice a year, every single year. Yeah. Is it so it's like, right, when, so Justin's just standing over there. It's yeah. going to be like, Justin, where are you going next? Because yeah. sign me up. That's the, being, the biggest discussion so far has been, okay, what's going to be the next year's trip? When are you going to go to South Africa? Are you going to go to Italy? Are you going to go to the US? Yeah, I think so. And looking at sort of what people are doing out there, you want to do adventures. You want to experience things. But at the same time, you want to stay in a nice hotel and have good food. So the combination is perfect. Johan, we're here on... Ibiza, riding along. This is your second Leblanc trip because you went to Champagne. So tell me, what do you think about these Leblanc trips? It's uh, now my third, fourth event with uh, Leblanc. You last year in the Champagne area, it was together with Eddie Merckx, the legend. Um, so this is really a luxury uh, holiday on the bike. So it's, it's different than other uh, companies. So I, I go a lot because this is my job, what I'm doing around the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm freelance. I have also my own company, receive cycling experience. But uh, LeBron is different than everyone. Uh, this is uh, potentially, or you're going to be potentially having one in Flanders as well. Yes, last week we are uh, have a done, done a renaissance of a... Something to do in Flanders next year. Very so, cobbly, cobbles, lots of pavé. Uh, not always, but okay. If you go to Flanders, you have to do the, the famous hill. Yeah. Patersberg, Quarmo, Koppenberg, and also some sections in cobblestones. So uh, yeah, it will be fun next year. We will start in, uh, no, I can't say where we start because it's still a secret. So I'm Sophie Power. Well, you've been running here. Been running. Because you're normally a runner. 
But you're doing incredibly well at cycling. I'm a runner enough to try and excuse my descending skills. <laughs> but I kept out. I kept up the last descent. I was, well, watch, I was watching Adam. Yeah. And his lines. Yeah. I was like, right, I'm going to follow him. And um, kept up. Yeah, yeah, totally. So in well, terms well, of somebody who knows what they're doing. In terms of like life achievement. Uh huh. I got down a hill without getting dropped. Which. So, so is it, is that the draw for you? The the ride, the star riders is the draw for you. What's the draw? Uh, time away for my kids. No, that's. <laughs> so this is my 40th birthday present and. Oh, beautiful. Hubby's a cyclist. We love Justin. Uh, we love what they do. We love food. We love enjoying cycling. Like, it's great cross training for me. Um, but I think the events are. As a cyclist, I'm nervous. I'm a nervous cyclist. I don't know everything, and these are the most inclusive events mm-hmm. because no one gets dropped. Yeah. They look after your bike. They take. I think for a woman, they take out a lot of the uncertainties you have about cycling, and just let you go ride your bike. And met some amazing people, like not the star riders, everyone else. Oh. Yeah, and that sounds like a, a groan of happiness that you finished. That's a groan of happiness that you're just happy. What was that a groan for? That was uh, age. That, yeah, I think I think it's age related, and uh, yeah, and so sitting down after a very lovely what, fifty odd miles in the Ibiza lanes. That's Ian Whittingham there, the co-owner, co-founder of Sigma Sports, the amazing kind of London bike shop. And you've just shown us your Strava there. We've basically done half of the island. Mm -hmm. So it's a small place, but it's been quite varied. It's very green, isn't it? Very green. Roads are uh, lovely and quiet. Um, Yeah, it's like everyone in the group is asking ourselves, why have we not come here before cycling? It's amazing. Because it's Mallorca, isn't it? Is where, you know, people go to and, 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 and they're deliberately avoiding going to New York for that reason yeah coming somewhere like this yeah and I think it makes it, sense but you've been here before you've been, been here before but many years ago for a, for a, for a stag weekend as, <laughs> um, so my memories of Ibiza are quite different to what I'll, I'll leave with this time around apart but, from uh, the fact there was somebody there when you, this is 25, when you were 25 yes so how, let's, yeah. let's, let's age you so how long ago was that that was 26 years ago okay but there was somebody yeah. there at the same time who's here today as well indeed oh yeah right so yeah so when we were here um we, we were treated to Pete Tong doing a, doing a set at uh, next door to Cafe Del Mar um, while we were sat drinking mojitos. And yeah, as you say, he's here on this trip. Not seen him yet. Uh, no, he is, he is a cyclist as well as a, obviously a famous DJ. And you were saying he's one of your customers. He is a customer of, of ours as well when he's in the UK. Because um, Ian, now we'll, we'll actually say you're, you are the founder of a pretty well-known bike shop in the UK. Certainly if you're in the southeast of England. So just tell us yeah, so so that I'm founder of um, Sigma Sports. Uh, so uh, we've been we've been going now for, for 30 years, and uh, I've been involved with um, with LeBlanc since uh, its inception. Actually, so I had a bit of a, a, a bit of a stall start because of uh, the pandemic. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, been involved been involved with Justin since the beginning. Uh, I did and I and I went and did the Isle of Wight event last year, and was just really blown away by the quality of the event. Uh, you know, for, for um, I mean, truly, these are, I think, the best cycling trips I've, I've, I've been on. Um, and you've been on lots of cycling trips, because you go on industry trips and you go on... Yeah, indeed, yeah. But in terms of, like, yeah, uh, cycling events, like, it's, it's just every, every, every detail is thought of. Um, staff are amazing. It's, yeah, it's, a fa- it's really fantastic. And you told me before that you used to race with Justin. I did, yeah, and his brother. Back in the day. His brother, Russell, yes. So, yeah, known Justin for, well, yeah, uh, 
40, 40 odd years, I suppose. Uh, so no, it, no, sorry, um, 30 years, yeah. So this is before you, you created the bike? Yeah, ju just, yes, racing. yeah, when I, was, when I was a teenager um, uh -huh. and race, racing back in the day. And then I hadn't seen Russell for years, actually. And then he, he popped up, say, three years, three or four years ago with this, with this idea and uh, mixing his passion for food and, and cycling. And uh, I, think he's, I think he's really hit a sweet spot. Would it be fair to say that your average, or certainly some of the customers, you're attracting in your shop are just ideal for here because you're let's face it you're a, you're a high-end shop mm. and these these people here are high-end consumers they, they are it's, it's obviously you know it's not a it's not a it's not a cheap trip to come on um but uh uh you know it's but you can when you're here you can see why the you know the hotels are great the, the catering is great um but yeah i mean this is a, this is an absolute sweet spot for us in terms of the the, the, the kind of customer demographic um, so it's know. a cross fertilization then. So you're selling, you know, the trip to them. They're selling the bike shops. Is it like, you know, it's all very much so? Yeah. So, I, and that's I think is one of the reasons we got involved with Justin at the beginning was to, to you know, to to, to 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 be able to access our customers and uh, tell them all about LeBlanc and you know, sell a few trips for him in return for some support um, for their ride, you know, their ride leaders in return. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great little ecosystem. Because yeah. there's, I mean, there's an, there is an international audience here. I mean, there's there's, there's uh, yeah, the founder of Factor is here, which yeah. is kind of strange. I was talking to to Rob before, and then you've got you know two Taiwanese ladies who come all the way, literally yeah. all the way from Taiwan to be on this trip. Couple, couple from Austin, Texas. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a quite a diverse range of um, of, of people, which is which is fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. And also, you know, it's also great to see so many women um, cycling here as well. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely a really uh, fast growing part of uh, part of the sport. So. Uh, but what I thought we'd see more electric road bikes. I mean, how, how big is electric road mm. bikes in your shop? Uh, yeah, because the terrain here is just is made for an electric road bike. Uh, it really is, you know, up up and down all day. But yeah, I, I don't think I've seen one yet actually. Um, but for for us as a business, I mean, electric bikes now make up thirty um, percent of our bike sales. And actually, you know, actually we're now appealing to two different audiences. We have our we have our our heritage and history in road biking, but we've also embraced the electric bike. Um, red car revolution um, and we've opened a dedicated store for that in Kingston so yeah no, no, no doubt about it you know electric bikes are the kind of future of the cycling industry pretty much within about 10-20 years the whole of the industry and then we've got like legacy bikes yeah. maybe yeah. these are legacy bikes that have been way <laughs> here yeah. like we're riding on I mean every bike is going to have not, not just you know like the, 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 the Shimano gears and stuff that are going to have electronics it's just going to be there's going to be some form of propulsion on every bike yeah yeah i think you're yeah exactly there'll come a day where you stop talking about electric bikes they'll, they'll just be you know, it's just bikes that happen to have some kind of a propulsion as you say um i mean that's been good for the industry because it oh, has raised the, price, the perception price point you know now but yeah of course bikes cost two and a half thousand yeah. pounds because an electric bike costs yeah. two and a half thousand pounds so that bring like raises the whole ship Kind of like every ship has risen with absolutely absolutely it's, it's it's gonna it's yeah it's it's, it's huge for the industry um absolutely huge for the industry and yeah hence why we could we couldn't we couldn't i didn't you know despite after our roots being in road biking we couldn't i couldn't stand by and just watch that train leave the station if you like we had to you know wanted to get involved i ride an e-bike to work myself every day um but it's, it's, it's fantastic did miss didn't miss but they certainly weren't in there they were early no were they? there was a whole there was a whole period of time when bike shops famously didn't yeah. have electric bikes really didn't want to get in 
touch with them. And then you found a whole bunch of electric bike shops yep. came out. And there was that kind of ecosystem. Has that changed now? There was. Because Mike Jobs said, no, 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 we were going to do it after all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely changing. Uh, I mean, you, you are right. It was, it, there was like really a handful of, of, of e-bike specialists um, to begin with. Mm. Uh, and then a bit of hesitation about, you know, is, is this going to take off? But uh, I think now, yeah, you, I think most, most bike shops uh, are going to probably have at least half of their, half of their bikes on the, on the shop floor are going to be electric, I'd imagine. I mean, Specialized famously did take a while. I mean, they're fabulous bikes now yeah. you know designed in switzerland you know the whole yeah. whole unit that's the specialized we've got there but it took a while to actually get into it so was that something that bike shops were waiting for they're waiting for the big brands to come in with some yeah. sweet bikes because yeah. they, they weren't fantastic looking bikes before were they uh, they weren't i mean the, the very first e-bikes in fact you know um uh, anecdotally on on the street where our our store is in, in uh, hampton wick we had two e-bike stores on that street uh 10 years ago but both were just ahead of they were before their time and the bikes were very very much like a, a regular bike with a battery strapped on it and a, mm. and a, and a clunky motor mm. so yeah absolutely it's, it's only really in the last i'd say kind of five years that that's, that they've really started to to look start to look better perform better have much better ranges and, and charging times and yes the big manufacturers now are all embracing it and you know specialized are definitely one of the leading leading manufacturers of, of e it's certainly certainly our biggest our, our biggest brand Mm. e-bike and the business is specialized i think every every brand you speak to um you know if you talk about 20 2024 2025 um i think they expect the vast majority of their business to be electric um and uh regular acoustic bikes as we call them um i, I think will definitely become a, a diminishing part of part of the range um, is that a good thing a bad thing is that a sad thing it's 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 evolution isn't it it's uh I think as long as do you know what as long as people are out on two wheels then i don't mind what they're riding um you know just discovering the joys of cycling i captured that interview with ian after a day in the saddle but grabbed this one with former elite cyclist monica dew as we were riding along monica who rode for story racing until 2020 is now a cycling coach and one of the expert guides on these leblanc joyrides so Monica, we're here on the, the climb back to the hotel on the yeah. second day, and you've been leading, what group are you? You're blue? Blue group, yeah. Okay. So 100k each day. Yeah. So we got here on Wednesday, did a prologue on Thursday, yesterday's ride, 100k, really lovely, very short, sharp climbs. Today's ride, a lot more rolling. Loved it, having a laugh, having a bit of fun. Yeah, loving it. So Monica, how did you get this gig? Because it is a sweet gig. It is a pretty good deal, to be honest. Um, yeah, so I used to race. I'm really good friends with Adam Blythe. Everybody's good friends with Adam Blythe. <laughs> Everyone's friends with Adam Blythe. You can't not be. Uh, yeah, and he just said Justin was setting this setup up. So I joined and... Yeah, the rest is history, really. Like, second year in, it's pretty special. Uh-huh. Very fortunate to call it my job. Riding a bike is also Mark Cavendish's job. But when that involves nosy journalists asking him questions, he's famously less keen. So when we went for a quick resort ride together, I didn't pump him for any exclusives. I just wanted to know what he thought about 
LeBlanc's formula. Yeah, let's, go, let's go left here. Okay. So, uh, you've enjoyed it here? Yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, it's just good, isn't it? Like, just riding with other people that like cycling. Bit of music from Pete Tong yesterday. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Good, like. So, <laughs> you've enjoyed it? Yeah, it's been fantastic. I mean, we nearly knocked into each other there, so that's a good point. How are you, like, riding with, with, with us lot? Because we're, we're amateurs. We, we don't know where to go, and we're not very fast. So how, how do you find that? Riding, doesn't matter. That's the thing about bike riding, is you're free to go where you want, who uh -huh. you want, when you want. Getting the chance to ride with Cav and the other cycling legends was clearly the major draw for most people on this not-cheap LeBlanc trip. And after it ended, I sat down on a beach sofa with company co-founder Justin Clark. This is bigger than all of your previous trips. Mm -hmm. The vibe is going to be different anyway because it's a either and it's not champagne. Yeah. So it's not that kind of vibe. Yeah. It's a more laid back vibe. Yeah. So that suits itself to more people anyway, because you wouldn't, if you had five people in the Pete Tong, that would be pretty boring. Exactly. If you fill it out with 140 people, yeah. it's even. Yeah. So tell me about the size of this compared to other ones and how that's worked out for you. Yeah, so, I mean, great, great question. The, uh, you just described the kind of two factors. The, the, the first factor that dictates the size of a LeBlanc event is the venue. So... Uh, we wanted to come somewhere that felt really special and also had all of the operational elements that we needed. Space for the bikes, space for the kit, you know, space for the people. Uh, the, the, there are many things that, that we need. So the, the Rear Mar Hotel absolutely ticks all the boxes and it has 114 rooms. Mm. So it's 114 rooms. It's like, okay, so this could be a much bigger event than we've done before. And then because we're in Ibiza, it's... Yeah, you, obviously we're, we're about food, we're about cycling, we're about uh, camaraderie and relaxation, have a good time, but if you're not beefy, you have to do music as well, mm. don't you? Because it is, is in, is in the blood of the, the So place. that's pretty fluky, that the man who is most, you know, note, noted for being from a, 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 or creating the scene, really, yes. almost, on a, a beefy, is a cyclist, yes. yeah. So um, That's magic, that's, so, that's perfect. Yeah, so, so a colleague of mine, when I was at... Um, Endeavour, a guy called David Levy, head of electronic dance music for William Morris. Um, he was the one who told me a few years ago that if ever you do an event in Ibiza <laughs> and it's cycling, you've got to get Pete involved because he loves the cycling. So uh, as, soon, as soon as we decided we were definitely going to come here, uh, David got a phone call from me and I said, right, we're going to do it. Can you ask Pete? But obviously, bringing all this together is a very complicated business. Dates, availability, Absolutely. budgets, but all... Because you couldn't stuff. do this event in July. No, not at all. And But nor would we want to, because it's it's like high 30s. And high 30s might be good if you're just on the sun lounge and straight in the sea, but it's not good for cycling. It's too hot. I guess I'm where I was going for with that question is, because you've got pros here. You've got, you've got okay, you've got ex-pros who can Absolutely. come in July, but Absolutely. they're probably going to be commentating yeah. anyway. Absolutely. So yeah. your, your window of when you can do these trips... Yeah are actually narrower than if you were just to say a holiday company. Absolutely. You can't do the yeah. pro season, basically. Yeah, so, 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 so we, uh, well, I, actually, you can. <laughs> it's um, every event that we create, it starts with the place, and then we build out the narrative of the event based around the place. 
the professionals who are current and the broadcasters who are working on the Grand Tours are focused on the Grand Tours when the Grand Tours are on. There's a whole bunch of people who love cycling and food who are massive names. Chris Hoy, for example, uh-huh. who July is actually quite quiet because there's no track season going on in July. So Chris Hoy, you'll notice every July event we have is, a, is our main man. And we have something very special planned for, uh, for Chris for next year. Um, and, and this one, actually. I have been messaged, messaged by, by Chris a couple of times whilst, whilst out here saying, looks amazing, looks amazing. It's like, yes, 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 please will you come next year? And uh, the answer is yes already. So you're name dropping there, but that's fine because yeah. you know everybody. Yeah, so yeah. you're allowed to, yeah, sorry. to, to sorry. No, it's okay sorry. To, to name drop. Because um, you are like a, an agent. For, for some riders. So give, give us a br- just a, a very brief, because we have had you on the show before, so yes. let's just give a brief overview of where uh, Justin comes from. Yeah, so, so my background, uh, I was a very average domestic professional in 97, 98, 99. And I, I did the riding that I wanted to do. And to be honest, I didn't want to be on a doping program and every other pro that I was in a team with was on a doping program. So. So I had no interest in that. So I just wanted to see how good I could be. And the answer was averagely good. <laughs> um, and then I got into live events. And live events has been my last 20 odd years. Um, and for about 10 years, I was the, uh, the head of global head of culinary for uh, IMG, which is a sports marketing agency. Mm. But culinary is like a... You know, chefs were becoming superstars, they were rock stars, and mm. I was working with many of the best chefs in the world. Uh, Rene Rezepi, Gordon Ramsay, Heston Blumenthal, et cetera, et cetera. So I, kinda, I know that, that world. I built a brand from scratch called Taste. started with Taste of London. It became Taste of 28 cities around the world. Um, and I, I've always loved the interaction with consumers mm. and talent. I, I, I much prefer the word talent over celebrity. I don't like celebrity because often you can have a vacuous celebrity. You can have someone that's famous just for being famous. Whereas I like working with people who are the best at what they do. So champion cyclists, amazing chefs, all those, those kind of people, I love working with them because they're inspirational. And they're inspirational to me, but they're also inspirational to the visitors and the guests that come on these, these trips. And you can feel it. And when you're there, it's like, wow, I can't believe I'm in the presence of greatness um so so yeah so in the representation piece there was only one person that i've managed i say managed rather than represented Mm. uh and it's uh bradley wiggins do you want to go there yeah on why he's not here yeah uh brad is um he's an amazing guy and he's very complicated um, and a can of worms a bit of a can of worms got opened up um, in an interview that I'd arranged with Men's Health magazine and yeah a whole program of activity that had been built around him unraveled mm. with a no-show but the no-show was because of fragility um, and I, I, I love him. I've, I've known Brad since I was 12, and I do love him. He's, he's complicated. Um, 
but I, I, I don't I don't have any intention of um, representing mm. a, a, anyone else, whether chef or talent mm. or anything. This is this is about building the the blog business and mm-hmm. creating experiences like these that uh, people fall in love with. So you were quite rightly able to, to name drop because you do know people. You've known Brad since you were twelve. Yeah, it's a good name drop. Yeah, um, but then you've got somebody else who could do that maybe with other with different people maybe that even that you wouldn't perhaps not as know as well and that's sean yates yes so is he a linchpin in that he opens lots of doors that i'm not saying you wouldn't be able to open those doors but he really opens certain doors on the professional side if sean says this is the event people go oh it must be all right then yes also yes um sean is probably one of the most respected people human beings in cycling um, he's adored um, for good reason because he's just an amazing man. Like, really so he's famous amazing. for being a tough guy. Well, it, well, but it, when you when you meet him, he's he's a, he's a softy. He's he's actually famous as a rider. He was famous for helping other riders. Mm-hmm. His his whole thing. He was the super. Do- he was the original super domestic. Mm. Mm. He was the rider that was phenomenally strong and would destroy himself at the services of other people. Mm. And although he won things, he, he won the obviously the 1988 uh, time trial in the Tour de France, and he won the, the reason obviously the reason why he won time trials is because he was so good. Mm. And in a time trial, you can't ride for someone else unless it's a time mm. trial, mm. Team, team time trial. Mm. Um, so he won time trials, but you know he probably maybe he lacked a bit of um, self belief or he lacked a bit of self confidence or something. He, it could be argued that he could have won more races had he been more selfish, but. The reason why everyone loves him is because he isn't selfish. He is a straight down the line, brilliant, decent human being. So what's he doing for you apart from opening his wonderful contacts book? He's coming out here, he's wrecking things for you. He's like looking to, that's got a pothole, we can't go on that route. Yeah, is so, he, is so, he that, that kind of thing? Is, he, is it that kind of granular? So Sean is a stakeholder in Leblanc. He, he, so there were two people that wanted to be integral to the growth of Leblanc. One is Sean Yates on the cycling side, and the other is Ashley Palmer-Watts on the chef side. Both have stakes in, in the business. And it's very deliberate because where Sean is highly respected by virtually every rider of the last 40 years, mm. uh, Ashley Palmer-Watts is respected by almost every chef in the world. And I've worked with virtually every top chef in the world. Ashley is a top chef in the world, and therefore there's a different relationship. Um, and it's one of, when we work with the talent, and you've seen this, we're not booking the talent to come and just do a job and go again. The talent are integral to the narrative and the story and the experience. Nieves was on the right. Uh, our mission star chef from uh, Sabor was at uh, Barafina. Barafina was an absolutely sensational restaurant that became a restaurant chain. She's a beautiful human being, member of the RCC. She rides a bike, she cooks the food. Pete Tong, he's the ultimate DJ, he's out on the ride on Sunday. It's, these people are integral to the experience, they're not just a booking. Mm-hmm. If they were just a booking, they'd just come and do what they normally do, they'd fly in, they fly out, that's it. But that's not what LeBlanc So this is not a bike holiday, so there are lots of companies that do bike holidays where you can come riding. So you're, you're, you're kind of offering something extra to that. I mean, look, there's other companies that do food, as well and and bikes but you're offering the riders and and and, and very 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 close access
access yeah. to the riders. So close, you are following them, you know, an inch away from their, yeah. their back wheel yeah. down scary, scary descends, <laughs> <laughs> as I found out. Um, so that, that's where you're coming from then. It's that, it's that, that element is the riders, is what people are coming What do so, you think people are coming for? So they're, they're coming for escapism. We, we do luxury escapism on bikes. That's what we do. Um, the riding is joyriding. We, we, we've coined this expression of joyriding, and it could be, you know, technically joyriding stealing cars. But joyriding for us is riding your bike for pleasure, whatever your version of pleasure is. And you know, because you've been on the rides, we have the black group, where the black group are smashing themselves to bits to ride as fast and as hard as they can because that is their pleasure. Mm -hmm. And then we have our green group, which half of them are riding e-bikes, and they are just taking, they're drinking in the scenery mm -hmm. because that is their pleasure. And how do you do that? And this is what I've found very, very, there's many things about this I've found impressive, obviously, all the things you've already mentioned. But what I've found really impressive compared to how I've, because I've done many, many mm -hmm. uh, bike tour uh, trips with, with a variety of companies, is the way that you've somehow got people in the right group I would say 95% of the time. Yeah. And yes, you've got a questionnaire, but people probably don't actually fill questionnaires in properly anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, how are you physically matching people to those groups and getting it so spot on you know, from the get-go, not having to ditch people or put people up? Yeah, so, so uh, LeBlanc has its own concierge. Uh, and Lisa, who uh, sadly she was, uh, she was ill on a pretty critical day and it was like, it was tragic for her and it was kind of difficult for us, but um, Lisa builds relationships with every guest. And the relationship is not just a fill in the form, it's have a conversation with a, a person and we're interested in the guests that are coming. We do our research. Are you looking at their Strava yeah, profiles? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I'm, I'm in black. Yeah. No, you're not. So, so <laughs> what we know to be true, and, mm. and, and here's the thing, one of the reasons why we're pretty good at getting it right is that we take in multiple pieces of information mm -hmm. and we make our own judgment. Because if we just ask the person, mm -hmm. they'd get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, yes. Because I'm not being sexist, but many men over-exaggerate, mm -hmm. many women underestimate. Yeah, that's why I was definitely coming at it from that point of view. I mean, it's slightly different for me in that I was in many groups and that was fine. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing it for different reasons. I'm doing it for work. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to photograph at the same time. And so I couldn't go out in the black group because within three seconds, I'd be left behind. Yeah, yeah. If I wasn't doing those things, I would like to think I could keep up with them. Yeah. But I probably couldn't. So I have been in, you know, it was just perfect. That group is just because I wasn't stressed out. It was just, it was, it was a bit mellow. So it was a joyride yeah. uh, for me. And I haven't heard of anybody here saying they've, you know, they've gone above and beyond what they ever thought they could ever do. It's just been right for them. So yes. that's, that's a part of this, which you're getting absolutely spot on. Thank you. It's, um, so our final piece of the test to work out which group people should be in is the prologue. Yes. The prologue is a short ride mm. and it deliberately has a hill in it. Up and down. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can see on a hill without any question who should be in which group? Why wasn't I moved up black? <laughs> they must have seen because, me storming because, up that hill. Because you were clearly joyriding. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah, so, so that's the final piece mm. of the jigsaw. Mm. We, 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 we work very hard to make sure that the experience is as close to faultless as, as it can be. Mm. Um, 
you know, you know, it's there are so many data points now that um, that people want to share about mm. what they're doing. Mm. That you know, if you're bothered, and we are, we we, we use those all those different factors. Mm. But it, it's not just how good someone is; it's what kind of what is a joyride for them. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people, well, not some, many people are here as couples. Mm. And the couples either want to ride together, and therefore one or other, the non-rider, is on an e-bike mm-hmm. in order to be able to keep up at the same pace, or they're very happy to just go in different groups they're because only, mm. you know they know that they can't ride mm. at the same point, but they they both want to ride for for themselves. Yes. So so there there are like multiple factors of what makes up a the perfect ride, mm-hmm. and therefore that's why we have concierge mm-hmm. because when you really understand the people, you can then. Deliver to what they're looking for. And the the LeBlanc is not a race. Mm. It's not a fixed ride. It's a ride for pleasure for the people who are coming. And that's that's kind of you know if we if we had riders who were all semi-professional, we'd probably put in a 160 kilometer route, <laughs> probably. Mm. But we we had well, we had um, Graham Briggs who is like still what is it? He, he's the um, uh, Masters cycling cross champion, so he's like an amazing rider. But we still thought now 130 kilometers. Mm. That's enough hours in the saddle. Mm. You don't you don't want people to come back broken because you still got all the other bits. You got all mm. the, the meal and the recharge and everything else. So you're not carbo loading. Nope. You are gourmet loading. Mm-hmm. Do cyclists end up hungry on your trips? No. No. Uh, the, uh, the the key meal which is carbohydrates, is the meal we give them as soon as they get back from the ride. That is pasta salad, potato salad, that is carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. But it's consumed almost without thinking. It's, uh, I've got back from the ride, hungry. And you walk in, you get back to the hotel, you walk in, you sit down, still in your sweaty cycling kit, mm-hmm. and you, you have a really delicious, immediate buffet meal. Mm. And that is what takes the edge away, and that's what actually puts the calories back in for mm. the calories you really burn. Meaning that the meal that you have in the evening, you're you're not starving, hungry, mm. so you're not just thinking, oh, I just need to eat this. You're appreciating the meal, and that the meal is about the culture, is about the location, it's about the seasonality, and we don't want people to be eating because they're ravenous. We mm. want them to be eating because they're for, again for pleasure. Mm. So, how much are people paying? I know I could go on the website and I could find that out. But you, you tell me on the tape, how much are people paying for this, including, say, uh, in addition, and give us the, the, the fee they would pay to hire the beautiful specialized athos that I had, yeah. and, and maybe if, if I was coming out here on a trip uh, and it was just me, the, the single room supplement. So how, how much, you know, that's a package, that's an average package, how much would that cost me? So the, the average spend across the board is around about £3,000. Um, the, uh, the, the price... Uh, the price for two sharing is uh, two seven five zero. The single room supplement is seven fifty, and the uh, bike you can use for the whole weekend for the specialist Athos is two hundred fifty pounds. Um, or we also did a service for exactly the same two hundred fifty pounds, where we bring your bike mm. from the UK, and you can ride your bike without the hassle of using the bike bag and everything else. I've seen the photographs. The bikes were brought in in the same van as the beer. That's it. Yeah. Yes. So you, the, know, you see the picture by, yeah. by osmosis, yeah. the, the, the bikes have, have, <laughs> exactly. have sucked up the beer. Exactly. Now I don't want you to take this the wrong way, mm-hmm. and I can well appreciate if you go, oh, I don't want to answer that, Carlton. Yeah. But yes. And I asked you the price for this for a reason because. Some people will go, how much? Yeah, yeah. And I don't go like that. I go, well, for what you get, that is phenomenal 
value for money. It is. For FFS, considering, yeah. you know, the people who are just behind me yes. still in a lounge. You've got, I can see Adam Blythe. Absolutely. I can see Matt Stevens. Well, I can see your Andrew, your photographer. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Cav was there, but he's no longer there. So yeah, the, yeah. we're still surrounded by a whole bunch of incredible people yeah. that, that cyclists such as me and you get very yeah. excited about. So it's not expensive, really, at the end of the day. Um, beautiful hotel, beautiful route, 45 staff you've got, the guides, everything is, and they're bringing chefs out from London. All of this is just, that is phenomenal value for money. Even yeah. if people think it's a lot of money, it's yeah. still phenomenal value for money. My question is, using the arithmetic of how many people you've had here, how much you must be paying people mm -hmm. to be here, because the, the riders aren't doing this for, you know, for a stick of toffee. Yeah. How are you making money? <laughs> it's, um, I'll tell you how we are. Uh, we're very good at being extremely efficient with how we work with our staff and our talent and our brand partners. Uh, one of the things that is integral to LeBlanc is the association with our brand partners. Almost everybody here will have a really close affinity now to Laurent Perrier Champagne. Everybody here will understand that Colbath beer is a beautiful beer. That our brand partners are very intelligently integrated into the overall experience. And they are different brand partners for different trips? No, we have global brand partners. Okay. So, so our brand partners um, are, this year they've been 12 month contracts and we're going to go into multiple year contracts. Um, so it's an overall strategic program, um, but also we're very good, you know, I don't want to give the uh, too many secrets away, mm. but we are booking a hotel at low season. Not, yeah, this is this is yeah. totally end of yeah. season. If yeah. not, yeah. they might not even be open yeah. if you weren't here, yeah. kind of date. We are, that, there are many things that we do to be extremely efficient, um, but yeah. It's, uh, Even so, yes, and I appreciate that, and, and I, I can imagine, yes, you're getting sponsorship. Even so, it's it, it's it should be a four or five thousand pounds per trip. Yes, fear to make money. Yes. In my, if, yes. if I was a, I, I'm not a. Uh, you you sound like my board. <laughs> well, I, you know, I am not um, uh, in the hospitality business, so yeah. I don't know exactly what discount to get with what this, and then how much you know, your staff getting paid. But just as a former entrepreneur yeah. Yeah. Who, who who tried to make money in publishing. Yeah. And using all my arithmetic skills, which which isn't many, it's still like that's that's still a tight margin mm -hmm. you're on, even with those those things. Mm -hmm. So you're amortizing this across all of the trips, mm -hmm. across the, the the whole time, and yeah. you're hoping people come back and, yeah. and they're your your, yeah. your your valuable customers. So is that the way you're looking at it as a as a this is this is a brand building yes. across the year. So our first experience, so, so this event here averaged around about 3,000. The, the first event that we had, which was in uh, Perthshire with um, Ashley cooking, was 1,800 pounds. The, the price, there's, there's two things. There's price and value. Mm. The value is extremely good. Mm. The price, depends who you are, mm. is either extraordinarily high or is really cheap. Mm. That depends on how much money you have. Um, so, 
we are in the building process of proving concepts. We had 140 people here, and if I told the guests in advance all of the detail of exactly what it is, they go, there's no way you can possibly give me an extraordinary experience mm. for 140 people. It's just not possible. Mm. But we have. Mm. So we are very happy to prove ourselves mm. and to build and to grow with a, a long-term, medium long-term strategy. The, the number of people who have been blown away by the fact LeBlanc has its own master of wine, and we are very good at choosing. David. Yes, mm -hmm. David Hesketh. David Hesketh is one of 320 masters of wine in the UK, and every trip, he always selects the wines. Uh, we have a three Michelin star chef who is overseeing every single dish that goes out, no matter who cooks it. We have standards. You can charge four or five or six or seven thousand pounds when people believe you to be true. Okay. And, and you have to prove it first. Is that you saying you're going to put your prices up? <laughs> Get on the bottom, put it the other way. Get on the trip quick because the prices are going to go up yes. in, you know, in three trips time. Do it now. We, uh, thank you. We, we, <laughs> we, I, um, I, like, I like good value. You can still have a very high price with very good value. Um, so it will always be good value, but the price will be reflective of the experience. Thanks to Justin Clark of LeBlanc there, and thanks to all of those who talk to me in Ibiza. This has been episode 313 of the Spokesman podcast. Show notes and more can be found at the-spokesmen.com. The next show will be an interview with author Hannah Reynolds, and will be out within the next 10 days or so. Meanwhile, get out there 